more. Hey there, I'm Christine, and I'm so excited to welcome you to the Equip and Empower podcast. Now, my prayer is that our time together each week encourages you, awakens you to the purposes of God in your life, and activates you to follow Jesus wholeheartedly as you live on mission for Him. I am so grateful that you've joined us today. You know, in the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter one, the Lord says to Joshua, if you read my word and if you are careful to obey these words that are in my book, then you will make your way prosperous and then you shall have good success. What does it mean to have good success in life? What is the difference between good biblical godly success and worldly success? And is there even a difference? And the fact that there is good success perhaps suggests to us that there is such a thing as not good success, something that doesn't lead to a life of flourishing and a life of blessing and prosperity. Jesus in John 10, 10 said, I came that you might have life and this is the kind of life He wants us to have. Life more abundant. That's a Zoe life and all of life, a fruitful, abundant life. See, so many Christians think that the life that we've been called to is a bunch of rules and regulations and some sort of legalistic adherence to, to a set of really, really boring rules and that somehow God wants to contain us. God wants to shrink us. God wants to limit us. But I'm here to tell you that it is the will of God that we flourish in life. It is the will of God that we have good success in life. And he says the whole foundation of good success is built on the Word of God. This is a book of hope. This is a book of life. This book is not created to, to contain us, to limit us. These are the very words of God. This contains the story of God from Genesis to Revelation. We find ourselves in these pages. We find ourselves in this story. We see where we play a part in the whole story of God, that God has chosen us, that God has created us with intentionality on purpose, for a purpose. There are no accidents. All of us are called by God to fulfill the purpose of God in our generation. God chooses the times and seasons and places that He puts us in. We are not here by accident. God knows everything that's going on in the world. He knows the country that you're in right now. He knows all of your circumstances, all of your heritage, all of your history, and God orchestrated it all so that we could be on the earth at this time in the place that we are in so that we could be salt and light to our generation and we can see God's kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. Listen, you woke up today and you thought, what am I doing on the earth? I'm here to tell you, you were created by God for a relationship with God. It's Jesus that connects us to God. It's Jesus that connects us to the grace of God. We're invited into the family of God. We're called to be followers of Jesus and to follow Him and to outwork His will and His plan and His purpose here on earth. There's nothing better going on the earth than being a follower of Jesus Christ, of having your significance, having your security, having your identity, having your purpose all wrapped up in Jesus. He says, you will have good success. Build your life on the foundation of the Word and build your life in obedience to the Word, not because God is some sort of boring God that wants to impose all of these rigid rules on us and have us live this constricted and constrained and small life. In fact, He wants us to flourish. Only, only God truly wants to maximise the potential that He's placed on the inside of us. Only He truly knows the extent of that potential because He made us in His image to flourish in life. And 
so obedience is tied up with flourishing. It's not something that, you know, it's just God's kind of this moral code rule keeper and somehow He just gets really, you know, excited when we just follow the rules for the sake of following the rules. Obedience is tied to our flourishing. That's why we're called to do that. That's why it makes a difference to whether we live a life of good success or whether we just live an average life here on the earth. But by doing things God's ways and following God is how we will most come alive and most flourish in our lives and most fulfill our God-given purpose and our God-given destiny. So he says, if you're careful to do what is written in this book, then you will make your way prosperous and you will have great success. And I love that. You know, this is not a Doris Day theology. Kesara, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. That's only if you don't read the Bible. If you read the Bible, the future is ours to see. We have the whole book of Revelation. We know how this thing ends up. Oh, we don't quite know all of the details of how it's going to get there, but I know somewhere that sky is going to split. I know that Jesus is coming back. There will be a new heaven and there will be a new earth. I know that in our new heavens and our new earth, there will be no more crying. There'll be no more tears. There'll be no more injustice. There'll be no more death or pain or suffering. I know that that's what we're waiting for. So the future is ours to see. It's definitely ours to see. And so there is agency that you and I have to partner with God. He says, you know, the harvest is plentiful, the laborers are a few, therefore pray to the Lord of the harvest to send forth laborers. God's looking for laborers. He's saying in your home, in your community, in your workplace, in your school, wherever you might be, would you be a laborer in the harvest field? That, that'll give you intentionality and purpose with your life every single day. We're salt and light. We're called to be catalysts, to be agents of change wherever we are, carriers of the gospel, of the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so you and I get to play a part. We don't just have to sit down. Now, if you have worldly success, you go, Christine, I can't do anything about, about where I was born or, or what I have or how many assets I have or, or kind of what family I have or what level of education I have. There are so many things that a lot of people all over the world, we go, I, I can't change these. And so Christine, well, basically the future is not mine to see. You know, I just got to live with, with where I've been put in society or where I've been put in life. But I'm here to tell you that success is tied up with understanding your purpose in God. And you can be anywhere at any time with any amount of resources and then suddenly wake up to the fact that I'm a son or a daughter of the King. I've been placed in this place, wherever you might be on the earth right now, at this time, in this season. And I might not have what that person has and I, I might not have the status of that person, but I am a son or a daughter of the King and I am seated in heavenly places and I have access to every spiritual blessing that is mine in Christ Jesus. I have been called the salt of the world. I've been called the light of the world. So that means wherever I am in my sphere in the world, I can bring change. I can be an agent of change. I can carry the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead that lives on the inside of me can step into circumstances wherever I am. So I don't have to just sit back and go, well, this is just my lot in life. I can get up and with Christ in me, the hope of glory, I can begin to see change and transformation in the world around me. You know, I, I've made it a habit to study the lives of people in so many different spheres who, who have accomplished great things in their lives. I, I wanna learn from others 
And I wanna continue to grow myself in order to fulfill my own God-given purpose and destiny. So I'm gonna share with you some of the things that I've learned because I want every single one of us, no matter what country you're in, what region of the world you're in, what culture you're from, what tradition you're from, wherever I'm speaking to you today. Some of you are in hospital rooms, some of you are in uh, prisons, some of you are in, you know, part of the underground church, some of you are in nations all over the world. I want every single one of us as brothers and sisters in Christ, as part of the body of Christ, to fulfill our God-given purpose and our God-given destiny. I want us all to have biblical good success. I want us all to find our place in the body and to fulfill our part. Because I think if we are going to fulfill the purposes of God, we're gonna have to get comfortable with taking risks, taking our part in the body and saying, I want everybody to flourish. We need all of us, all hands on deck as co-laborers in the harvest field. We need to remember what our mission is. We need to be about the Father's business all over again and help one another to thrive and to flourish into the position that God has called us to be so that as the body of Christ in this hour, we can fulfill our mandate in this hour. You know, taking risks is, is not easy because every single one of us, we're very programmed to stay safe. And especially with so much of what's going on in the world now, it's like scary to step out of the boat and take some risks. You know, I think if you look, I come from Australia and I come from a Greek culture that, that kind of tends to be a bit risk averse. And I grew up with, with these kind of sentences that I know if I say these, most of you will be able to finish these sentences and you'll realise that you've grown up surrounded by this kind of thinking as well. Things like, you can't have your cake and, that's right, eat it too. If it looks too good to be true, it probably is. If it can go wrong, it probably will. Everything that goes up, must come down. Look before you leap. Leave well enough alone. Let sleeping dogs lie. Keep both feet on the ground. Keep your head above water. Read the handwriting on the wall. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. Don't put the cart before the horse. Don't bite off more than you can chew. Can, can you see? that we're surrounded by subtle cues that tell us to stay safe, be mediocre, get comfortable, maintain the status quo, don't rock the boat, just stay safe. Well, you know, that, that, that is totally contrary to everything God invites us to when He invites us to a faith adventure. In fact, He calls us to leave the status quo. He calls us to drop our nets and follow Him, to live a life of adventure. He says, follow me. He doesn't say, believe in me from somewhere over there. He doesn't say, just believe a series of doctrinal truths about me, but stay comfortable over there in your comfort zone as long as you intellectually believe the right thing. No, no, He says, drop your nets, follow me. He says, nobody that's put their hand to the plough and looks back is fit for service. No, no, this is a, a, a journey of stepping out of your comfort zone constantly to follow Jesus. This is a, a faith adventure. This is not just going through a series of religious rituals once a week. This is a, a daily faith adventure where, where we put our whole lives into the hands of God, our whole lives into the purpose of God. And so Joshua had to take a risk. Moses was dead and he had to take a risk to get up from where he was 
and to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. God didn't say, hey, Joshua, Moses is dead. So just sit where you are and I'll just bring the promised land to you. It's okay, Joe. It's okay. I'll bring it to you. No, no, no. He said, Joshua, you're going to have to get up and you're going to have to go in and you're going to have to get what I've already given you. You're going to have to possess that you might inherit the promise. And so we need to remember that the abundant life that Jesus died to give us, it comes at great risk and it comes at a significant cost. That There's nothing safe about the Christian faith, nothing, nothing. I don't know where, where this quest for safety and security has come from. Jesus has not called us to be safe. He hasn't called us to comfort. He's called us on a faith adventure and that inherently has woven into it the whole concept of risk. In fact, you know, Luke, and I love the Gospel of Luke, in Luke chapter 9, I think verse 23 and 24, Jesus said, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross when? Daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. So there's nothing safe or comfortable or easy about this adventure of following Jesus. But there is something adventurous. There is something exciting. There is something inviting in these words. And I've discovered that most Jesus followers, oh man, they say, I want to see signs. I want to see wonders. I want to see miracles. But then they spend their entire life avoiding any kind of context in which a miracle can happen. You cannot have a no risk, predictable faith. To have great success, you cannot wait for all your ducks to line up in a row. You have to step out of the boat when it's messy and take a risk. You know, one of my whole favourite verses in the Bible is 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 6, when we read when Jonathan said to the young man who bore his armour, come, let us go over to the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us. <laughs> for nothing restrains the Lord from saving by many or by few. I love these words. It may be, it just might be, perhaps. Jonathan was not even certain. But he said, it just might be that God will be with us. He took a risk and the Philistines were defeated. And I'm here to encourage someone today to take a risk, to step out of the boat. It's time to get up and take some action. Stop waiting for it all to fall out of the sky. Don't be concerned that you might step out of the will of God. Don't be so concerned about stepping out of the will of God that you don't step into the will of God. God is a big God. He is not gonna let you get massively off course. If your heart is right, it is gonna be so difficult to step out of the will of God. God will not lose you. If you make a mistake, He can redirect you. It's okay to step out in order to find out if this is where God is leading you. You know, I, I feel so much of my life in ministry has been, it just might be that God will work for me. It, it, it took a risk to start A21. I, I took a risk to start Propel Women. I took a risk to start a podcast, to, to write books. I had no guarantee. I had no big sign from God. I stepped out and I found out that God was with me. Of course, I was in the Word and I was surrounded by wise counsel and I, I did everything that I knew to do naturally. But at some point, 
You've got to step out in faith and you've got to trust that God will guide you as you go. So to live a life full of opportunity and endless possibilities, you must risk the predictable and embrace the unpredictable. You must step out from the known into the unknown. That is what we call the faith walk. The thing is that the risks you take are determined by your beliefs. How we understand God to work radically affects the life that we live in God. Our beliefs activate our responses and and they control what we do. They determine how we act and how we react in life. They, They govern the choices that we make and the path that we take in life. Our beliefs about God really do matter. If you believe that God is good, that God is gracious and that God is compassionate and merciful, that God is a God of abundance, that God has a plan for your life, then that will totally affect how you do life. If you believe God's stingy, that He's small, that He wants to restrict and contain you, that He's angry with you, that, you know, that's gonna affect how you approach life. I wonder if you believe that God is for you, that God is with you, that He desires for you to have an abundant life. Remember the Lord actually said to Joshua, you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. God promises to be with Him. I've discovered that people who tend to succeed in life, make the most of every single day. Today matters to them. It's not a throwaway day. I wanna remind you again that we all begin each day with 24 hours, which is 1,440 minutes and also 86,400 seconds. Does that blow your mind as well as mine? That every single person starts every single day with exactly the same amount of hours, minutes and seconds. No one gets more or less than anyone else. It's what you do with those hours, with those minutes and with those seconds that the Lord has given you each day that will determine your destiny. Most people wait for that magical one day when that day is always somewhere in the distant future when everything seems to be perfect. Then we say, I'll go to college or that's when I'll go on a diet or I'll get fit or I'll build new friendships or I'll start serving in a church. And that day never seems to come because there never will be a perfect moment this side of eternity. We only ever have this moment. And the Psalmist tells us in Psalm 118, 24, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Jesus told us to go and pray in Matthew 6, 11, give us today our daily bread. Today really, really matters to God. We have to learn to make the most out of every single moment. Every single one of us travels through life one moment at a time. And what you do with this moment in your hands right now is what will determine your future and what will determine your destiny. You know, you rarely know upfront the eternal significance of a moment. We've got to learn to find God in the mundane moments. The, The mundane accounts for and impacts a large part of our lives. We have to learn to do the ordinary in extraordinary ways. You know, research actually shows that you and I, check this out, spend 25.7 years of our lives in bed. Some of you spend more, like my teenage daughter, but generally. Seven years of our lives in the bathroom. Six years of our lives eating. Five years of our lives waiting in line. Four years of our lives cleaning. And three years of our lives in unnecessary meetings. Two years of our lives looking for things that we lost. One year of life waiting on hold on the phone, eight months of our life sitting at red lights, six months of our life opening and throwing away junk mail. Listen, most of life is made up of normal mundane moments and within these moments, that's just life. Only a handful of moments will become the defining moments of your life. 
Our schedules become so packed with the mundane and the ordinary that we often become irritated when God interrupts us with the miraculous and the extraordinary. Your ordinary moments can be full of extraordinary God encounters if you bring God into your ordinary mundane life. Don't wait for some spectacular moment out there when you can have a supernatural moment in the carpool or with your neighbour or at the office or shopping centre. Ask God to give you divine appointments in your normal everyday life and watch what God will do. If you and I are going to walk in biblical success throughout our whole lives, we're gonna have to learn to be energised by change. Joshua could not sit in the camp talking about Moses for the rest of his life and still fulfil the purpose of God for his life. He had to embrace the new season. He had to change, to step into his new role as a leader. He had to be prepared to leave the old methods behind, to interact in new ways with his people. So many of us, we miss out on what God has for us because we are unwilling to embrace change. The thing about change is that it's gonna happen with or without us. Our human nature resists change and yet change is inevitable and the only constant in life is change. We have to stay committed to growing and changing. Technology changes and fashion changes and society changes. We must make sure that we are committed to growing and changing so that we do not become stagnant. We're on a faith adventure with Jesus. Let's embrace that faith adventure. Let's embrace the awe that comes with it. Let's make a decision. I'm not gonna stay the same. I'm going to continue to change. I'm gonna continue to grow from faith to faith, from grace to grace, from glory to glory in Jesus' Name. Hey, thanks for listening. We really hope today's message has encouraged you. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. For links and more, you can go to christinecane.com. We'll see you next time.